the Interesting Conversations with Interesting People podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Author Queen P. When the mood is right, a poetry journey, mood swings, and when the mood is right, a rebirth. Books available on Amazon and all good bookstores. Hi, I'm Queen P., author of When the Mood is Right, a Poetry Journey, and Mood Swings. Please join me by tuning into my poetry podcast, The Royal Affair, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, and all other similar platforms. You can also listen to the podcast on the Helium Radio Network on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You have entered into the royal affair. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my Interesting Conversations with Interesting People podcast series. My guest for this episode is an author and also a spiritual advisor, Nefertiti Affair. Hi, Nefertiti. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm fine. Doing well today. That's good to hear. So where do you live at the moment? So I'm living at the moment in Nottingham. And how are you finding it? I'm actually liking it, actually. Um, Nottingham, I, yeah, I bought a house down there to rent and ended up living in that same house. And it's really beautiful. Nottingham has a lot of greenery. It's very kind of a healing place for me. So I'm enjoying that. So where did you grow up and what was it like? I was born in Darlington and that's in, it's the northeast of England. It's near to Scotland. And my parents moved down to London when I was three. And then we moved to Tottenham in 1968, some time ago. And um, what was it like? I found it, I didn't, we used to live in Islington and Stoke Newton and I loved it. And we moved to Tottenham and my parents bought their own house and I didn't like it actually. But over the years I got used to it. And what I like about that area is the cultural mix. So we have all kinds of people that were living there, um, Chinese, Caribbeans, Africans, Italians, or, you know, there's a range of variety of people, Turkish. So I got used to mixing with people of different cultures. So I enjoyed that part of it. Um, the part I didn't enjoy was being bullied at school. So that, you know, school wasn't very nice for me, but, you know, I learned to live with it. And yeah, but the area itself taught me a lot. Well, I understand you were involved in the field of social work for many years. Why did you decide to become a social worker? Well, I was working with children. And while I was working with children in, in um, 
at school at a crash at that time, I was studying social sciences. And the only kind of job that you can get through social sciences was social work. The only problem was, is that when I tried to get into social work, I was told I need to do another course. So I did like a four-year degree in social sciences, passed that, got to the end of it, and then had to do another two years of the social work practice. So, you know, I wasn't happy about that, but yeah, that was kind of the only, the next route. And I liked working with people and, you know, I saw myself as like a um, person could, that could deal with people's problems and listen to them and be empathic and all of that sort of thing. So that's how I got into social work. Well, you mentioned empathy. I understand you consider yourself to be naturally empathic. When did you become interested in spirituality? So this question is really interesting. I had to really think about it. I would say I got involved in spirituality through the door of science fiction. And it doesn't make sense. But I used to look at all of these 1960s, late 1960s um, TV series like um, Star Trek. And there's one called Time Tunnel land of the giants and I just thought wow this is fantastic and then after that I got involved in got the guy's name but he used to talk about the space and I always kind of thought wow this there's a whole world out there so I think spirituality started very very young but it also started with black history I wanted to know about myself I wanted to know about how different people live I wanted to know why there were so many injustices in the world I was that kind of child that thought it's not fair. So I was always inquiring, investigating, and that went into the spirituality realm. So from quite a young age, because I wasn't really particularly religious, but I always felt that there was a God out there. Um, but as time went on, I started to research about spirituality. I don't know the exact moment, but I started to like, it started with horoscopes, I think, that's it. And then we, I moved on from horoscopes and then, you know, I started to look into, um, go to do some courses, spirit guides, a spiritualist church, and then kind of things started to develop from there. So when did you discover you had psychic abilities? I was always intuitive. So I always kind of felt things and I always got kind of um, motion sickness. I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but it's connected. And I always felt deeply about things. Um, so I started meditating in 1996. I was working for Haringey Social Services, very, very stressful. And I started to meditate and it, I did like a, a whole month of meditation every single day. And what happened is that I started to calm down and then I started to predict what a person was going to tell me. So I'd go to meet somebody and then I knew what was going to happen when I went to meet them. So when did you discover you had psychic abilities? So I discovered that I had psychic abilities in around 1996. I was attending a uh, meditation group. And the reason I went to meditation was that, the reason why I started meditation was that um, I was in a job that was quite stressful, phones ringing all the time, people coming into the office, and I would go home exhausted and I started to get anxious and because I'm not an anxious person, when that happened, I thought I need to do something. I started um, relaxation meditations. And then a friend of mine said, why don't you come along to this group? So I went to the group. We started meditating once a week. And then they said, you need to do this uh, month 
Tree of Life meditation. And when I did that, I started to kind of intuit what people were going to say. I knew what was going to happen the next day. And this just kept going on and on. But it was kind of more prolific when I started to meditate regularly. Um, and then, yeah, the insights started to come. Well, you coach and support people. How do you help others with your gifts? So how I help others, because I've also got a counselling um, qualification as well. So how I help people is try and pull out the positive. Yeah, their, their positive attributes, what they're here to do on the planet, what they can do without any effort. And I try to keep people in a positive mindset. Because I think what happens is that our mind gets really, you know, into like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. Um, you know, it's just that negative stuff that keeps going around and around and around in our heads and in other people's heads. And I try to kind of tease that out and bring the positive out and, and to look at examples of how they overcame difficulties in their life. Because we've all got those strategies and it's kind of tapping in finding out what those strategies are and how do you overcome them. You know, there's a lightning at the end of the tunnel. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that's, that's how I feel. Every negative, you can spin it around and turn it into a positive. So it's like a learning experience. So that's how I, I work with people. I also use my transformation cards. I try and encourage people to meditate. That keeps all those negative thoughts at bay and also the channeling information. And so all of that is about raising their vibration. And once your vi vi vibration is raised, then you can go on and do what you're here to do on the planet. You know, do things that you like, meet new people, meet people that are positive as well. So, so that's kind of my focus when I meet people. You mentioned channeling, which you practice. What does channeling mean? So channeling, there's different experiences that can allow you to understand what channeling is. Basically, I will call channeling is hearing voices from an outside source. So they're not your voices, they're not your vibration, it's from somebody else. But people can channel when they're painting, artists channel when they're painting, people can channel when they're singing. It's just tapping into another vibration. People can channel when they're acting. So that's a very good example of channeling. When you're taking on the energy and the vibration and the words of someone else that's not yours. And all of my channeling, their positive energies to uplift people or, you know, they talk about themselves. Um, but yeah, so, th so that's how, how, how I see channeling. Well, I understand you've done many recordings available on CD of you channeling spirits of those who have passed on to the other side. Does that help people? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's helped me. It's helped my partner as well when he was listening to it. Because what it is, what I talk about is frequencies. And what the channeling does, the ones that I channel, is because I'm channeling people like great kings um, from Egypt, Kemet, or some of my ancestors. When they're coming, they're coming with positive vibrations. And you're taking that in, in your ears. It's going through your body. It's going through your aura. And you're just, you're feeling uplifted. And I wouldn't do it if... Yeah, I wouldn't tap into anything negative. So um, all the channelings, I feel, is always about lifting someone up. And it's, and it's about spirits telling their story because the spirits are in another realm now. They're not, obviously, they're not in body. And they're more, a bit more reflective. 
They talk about their lives. They talk about where they are now. They talk about how they can help us to lift our vibration. Because I think now the planet really needs it. I would certainly agree with that. Your first book was published in 2007. What's your book called and what is it about? So the first book I published with my partner, Menelik Shabazz, it was published in 2007. Um, that book was called Conversation with the Black Man's God. And the reason why he, you know, he came in with that title is because we wanted to push the boundaries, really, because we felt that all the images of God was white. And we, was, we said, well, where's our God? And we felt that God looks like us. So this book really was about speaking to all the greats, all the ones that have left this planet that actually raised the vibration of individuals, the great kings from Egypt, King Akhenaten, Queen Nefertiti. So I came with all of this information because I kept on channeling and channeling. And it was just so much we started to type it out. And when we read it, we was like, wow, this is really, really interesting. Maybe other people want to read it. So, yeah, that's how it began. And it transpired into a book. And yet yeah, all of the beings that come with their information are really positive. It's really to enlighten people. And it's like conversations you'd really like to have with people who are not here at the moment, who have left. So, yeah, that was an exciting adventure. I was very scared when I did it. I thought no one's going to believe this. <laughs> but it, yeah, yeah, it was a good experience. During 2013, you launched your transformation card deck. What is the purpose of the cards? There was a time where we had tarot cards and we had oracle cards, but they were all of people that didn't look like me. I went on several tarot cards, courses, but couldn't learn it. And I said, you know what? You need to do your own cards. If you're not satisfied with what's out there, you need to change the narrative. So I took something negative for me at the time and I changed it into a positive. I spent money on doing these tarot cards lessons and just could not get it. So I sat down one day, meditated, and I came up with all these words for the cards. I cut them out out of little square pieces of paper, cardboard, and then I started to do readings and they started to come true. You know, people were resonating with it. So I said, you know what? I need to go to an artist. Then I went to an artist and then that's how the, the cards started. And the feedback that I'm having now with the cards are quite positive. So, yeah, I do readings with them and I also um, sell cards as well. So most of the cards are of kind of images that look like me, you know, African, Caribbean. And that's how I kind of sell them, African, Caribbean images. And there's also images of African symbols as well. So it's a kind of a comb combination. And you can also use them as um, oracle cards affirmation cards you know you get up in the morning you can look at a card and that can give you the inspiration for the day or tell you what's going on with you so they're very kind of user friendly your second book shine your divine light was published in 2016 who or what inspired you to write that book okay so i had loads of i was still channeling at the time and i'm still typing um the channelings out so the channelings grew and they got more and more, more information was coming out. And, I, and kind of, um, I said, I need to do something with this. So this book now was about my life and also the channeling. So the, the, the first book was just channeling. And so the second book, I decided to put my life in it, how I overcame difficulties. 
uh, meditation. I looked at music. There's so many different subjects that affect a person in their life. The channelings kind of looked at how you can heal yourself. So the, this book, Shine Your Divine Light, was about you transforming your life and you healing from some of your pain. So in the book, I also talked about my family and how, it's, how they affected me, the words that they said, people from the Caribbean, how we kind of communicate with each other. So it was a, it was a journey. It really was. But it was my journey to healing. I understand uh -huh. you were a producer on the award-winning movie documentary Looking for Love, which was released in 2015, and which also I was lucky enough to contribute to. How did you become involved with that project? So Looking for Love was, we had, myself and my partner Menelik, we had several conversations about why there's so many black people that are single in the community in UK, in the UK. So we went to an event by Uma Johnson, and there was a young woman saying that she was single. And we were like, well, why are you single? You're in your 20s. And because when we were growing up in the 70s, no one was single. You were single for, I don't know, not for a long period of time. And then we kept on talking to people. And we realized that this is something that's kind of, it's evolving. There's so many young people that are single. So we said, you know what? So Menelik said, well, I think we need to do a film on this. That's how the film began, with that one woman saying she was single. It, it catapulted. And then it took us down the road of black relationships and what is happening in the community for us. Why are we single? We didn't really go into racism, but I think it's the historical effects of slavery and, and, and it was affecting um, the families and the fact that we needed healing and then none of us kind of recognized it at the time. Things have changed now. At that time, we spoke to psychologists, we spoke to just general people, historians, because we wanted to get a full idea of why were we single. So it was, it was that documentary also moved into us doing events, the Lovolution event. Again, we're trying to get people together to just sit down and talk in a forum that's positive, we're looking at people's issues. We're looking at ways to meet people. Just that kind of bonding that we really do need now. We still need that bonding now. So the film was a really, a really nice journey. It really, and it was interesting to speak into members of the public of what they were going through and their experiences with men, because most of us don't think about counseling or healing. We just go from one relation to the next blaming the next person and not really looking at ourselves. Well, as you know, men have relationship challenges as well. Yes, we all have challenges. Exactly. You also wrote the script for the movie Pharaoh's Unveiled. When was that released and what type of topics does it explore? So I think it came out in 2019 and the script really was channelings that I received from King Akhenaten, Nefertiti, Imhotep and... We wanted to rewrite the story of ancient um, Kemet, Egypt. We wanted to tell the story, the truth we saw it, which um, from the spirit world. And we wanted to bring that truth into a film form. And so there was actors and the, the, um, the speech was my voice, which was the revelations, the channelings were underpinning their actions. And also we brought in um, historians as well black historians from America 
and the and historians um, talking about African history, Cometian history from the point of view of the African the African world. So we wanted to change the narrative on you know who the Egyptians were, who the Cometians were, what their lives were, and how did they build these great buildings? Why they built it? How they connected with each other? And what kind of vibration they were on? So this is why um, the film Pharaoh's Unveiled was made. You also have a transformational course available online. What is the course called and how does it help other people? So my course is called the Ankh Healing Course. Ankh is an Egyptian um, symbol and also it's something that the Egyptians, the Kemetians used to wear in their hands and this, this meant life. So I wanted to call my course the, the Ankh Healing Course because I wanted individuals that were experiencing the course to live the life um, and live a life that was joyful, positive, and it was really bringing out all their gifts. The course basically is about healing and transforming your life. We look at meditation, self-introspection, healing past pain, you know, the pain that some of us are carrying and it's affecting our unconscious behavior, our childhood. And we look at relationships in that course, racism. And a lot of that is sometimes for us is not feeling good enough. And that not feeling good enough feeling from our childhood is affecting us in this life. And it's stopping us from being who the people, the people that we're meant to be, having good relationships, enjoying our lives. So a lot of the course, I talk about myself and my experiences, how my parents got together, their, their influence, and how their lives influence my life, and how my life can influence the next generation if you're not kind of aware of what's triggering you, what's propelling you to do the actions, what's, what's going on inside of your head. So we, I look at thoughts as well. What kind of thoughts are you going through every day? Those thoughts that are stopping you from doing things. Also, I look at trust and channeling, meditation again, and the spirit world. How can I connect with my spirit world, my soul, and how can I go on and leave a life that is, I think it's more about living your purpose. What is my purpose? What, what am I here to do in this time? So a life of fulfillment, um, including in the course is um, three meditation CDs, and they're, again, channel CDs, and they're to heal you, you know? It takes you on a journey. And... With these CDs, I've done workshops as well, and, and I've listened to people's feedback, and they it always seems to kind of bring them into a deep place, kind of brings thing, things up. Um, there was one of the courses, it was a heart healing course, and this woman was just so, um, it broke up all of her childhood stuff, and she, you know, she started crying basically in the course. And so it's kind of going through listening to the meditations, and that takes you on to the next level of healing. So that's, that's really what the course is about. It's really looking at yourself, but not only yourself, looking at where you come from, your parents' journey, and then how that's affected you, and then your childhood. And then, you know, it kind of goes on to all these different racism and how, and how you're affected by all of these micro things that are happening to you and how we're going around not healed, really. And so the course really fundamentally, fundamentally starts the healing journey. And then once you finish that, you can go on and get counselling or 
you know, you'll be kind of better equipped to know what's actually triggering you and why it's triggering you. So Neferititi, how can people contact you? So people can contact me on um, my email, Nefertiti at googlemail.com or my website, www.nefertitiife.com. I'm also on Facebook, Nefertiti Ife, um, and also Nefertiti Therapies. I'm also on Instagram as Nefertiti. And because my name is spelled differently, it's easier to contact me. Nefertiti in Nottingham, UK. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, thank you. Please follow author Nigel Beckles' podcasts on Anchor, Amazon Audible, Spotify, and all major podcasting platforms. Thanks. Thanks.